Let's bring in Liam Napier, of course, a New Zealand Herald rugby writer based in London. On a scale of mildly significant to hugely significant, Liam, where do you place these comments by Melville? Morning, mate. I think it's uh, it's pretty much the, the death of, of the concept, really. Um, the Six Nations have always sort of thought the whole way along that they were sort of vehemently um, privately opposed to uh, promotion relegation and Nigel Melville's basically come out today and put a stake in the ground and just uh, said what everybody already knew that they don't want a bar of it and it's fundamental to um, to the pathways to the whole con- concept that world, na- uh, world rugby are trying to push so um, unless they can you know convince them uh, between now and, and next Friday a- April the 5th which is the deadline which seems uh, incredibly unlikely um, this whole concept seems like it's going to fall over. They're going with the uh, the go-to angle of, but what about the kids? You know, oh, but if we have this, we won't be able to fund our community game. Do you are, are you buying that from them? As as the as the rugby union up there, are they big big supporters of their community game, or do you think they care more about Saracens and TV money for England? I think that's part of it, but it's it's probably more of a front, isn't it? Um, you know, they they Twickenham's such a cash cow. Um, you know, you get 82,000 people in there for basically every in any test match that you, that you, that you put on. Um, so massive windfalls, and that that's part of the the cycle that the South are trying to reverse, that World Rugby is trying to reverse with this um, in terms of the revenue sharing and and um, margins and profits that um, the unequal divide that exists throughout the World Game. So look, I think. Uh, the Six Nations collectively are basically trying to protect their own interests, trying to protect their wealth, trying to protect their power, um, and that's what it boils down to. They don't want to look after the global game. They're looking after themselves, and you know some people will say they've got every right to do that, and some people would say they should you know, look outside their own backyards and, and consider others. So um, certainly um, you know, World Rugby's come out and been pretty vocal and, and trying to convince these Six Nations to get on board with it, but it doesn't look like they're, they're going to um, fall into line or support it in any way. Do you think the rugby unions in places like Ireland, Wales, Scotland, France are thinking, well, that's great, these comments take the heat off us now? Yeah, that's right. Um, Melville's um, came out, come out and got on the front foot. You know, we, we heard um, behind closed doors that the likes of Ireland and Scotland and Italy were opposed to promotion relegation, that France, you know, supported it along with the, the Southern Hemisphere nations. But... Now he's certainly, you know, draw, drawn a line in the sand and, and, and said, look, this is where we're at. And like you say, those other nations can say, well, you know, we share those concerns. Um, his comments mirror, um, you know, our, our, our thoughts. So um, the other element to this is the six nations basically have to agree unanimously um, on any changes to their competition. So, look, if, if, if the other five nations... Um, did support um, the the overall world rugby concept in England opposed it, then there'd, there'd be no way forward anyway. So um, it's a, you know, like Sansa Alliance, any sort of major change has to have humanist agreement and uh, that's not going to happen based on these comments, is it? All right, so what's the move here from world yeah. rugby? P-Shot, Gosper, what have you got? What are you expecting, Liam? Well, it's pretty much back to the drawing board because this whole promotion relegation is so central to... The, the makeup of uh, trying to create in terms of um, you know pathways for developing nations and 
I will say that Melville did raise one valid point in terms of where that relegated team from the north and I guess from the south would go in terms of the, the next tier of competition and, 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 your, and your exposure. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in that um, area. So, look, you know, there's already talk now that with this concept potentially falling over that there's going to be changes at the top of World Rugby because they haven't managed to get it over the line. And, you know, you're talking about a blueprint for the next 12, 12 years initially. That was what this proposal was for. And, then that, and they haven't managed to um, convince the powers up north. So maybe it's time for somebody else to come in and, and, and see if they can make any headway. Mm. So, Liam, um, who is their financial, uh, I mean, well, sorry, who's on the other side of the financial coin that will now back probably a Six Nations? So you've got, uh, well, they say that they started a proposal 18 months ago, ago called Project Light, which basically looked to pull the Six Nations um, broadcasting revenue as well as their um, they call them the autumn, so the November test matches, and try and sell it collectively to make more money. So um, by all accounts, they say that they've got about three bidders in the works. The main one is um, CVC Capital um, Partners, who have already bought a large stake in England's Premiership Rugby, um, are, are rumoured to um, be doing chasing the same for the Pro 14. So they're making a massive play for rugby in Europe. Um, and they've tabled, uh, you know, a, a huge offer um, to come in and take, um, I think it was a 27% share of the Six Nations. So, look, I think uh, if the Six Nations get their way and, and this proposal from World Rugby falls over, that's what they'll revert back to because um, it's not a bad fallback option from their perspective because um, they can still, you know, look to, to gain more revenue, although they will potentially have to cede some form of control in the competition, which... Um, is, is always a major risk. Hard for us to know, Liam, because we're down here and, and you're right in the, the guts of it. You're at the coalface. Is there actually the want and desire from European rugby established bodies to be part of this World League? I don't think so, no. Um, you know, maybe uh, France, potentially uh, Wales, but I think there's real resistance to change in the Six Nations. They, they like the way it is. They think their competition is the best thing in the world. And it certainly has a, has a lure to it in terms of its atmosphere. It's, it's following, you know, passionate fans and the like. Um, but they, um, they have, you know, major concerns um, about um, the, the image and, and uh, whether this competition would sort of overshadow um, you know the, the the history of the Six Nations and everything like that. So they basically just want to protect and have everything stay as it is. That they don't they don't want change. Um, so uh, it's going to take someone to come in and really rattle the cage and and um, make, it's going to need them to make some major concessions. And, and right now they they don't want to make those. He's our man in London, Liam Napier, reporting for the NZ Herald and Radio Sport. Yeah. So there we go, his first answer to our first question. That's it. You can forget about the League of Nations concept. Yeah. Kind of looks like it, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. If you've got your big ones up there. Well, so where does that leave everyone else? They don't care.